Welcome everyone to Wednesday Night Prayer Time Together. It is February, the first week of February, and this is a time that we as a church come together and pray and fast. It's a time that we reflect upon God's mercy and grace in our lives, and also how God is working in the midst of us corporately as a body of believers. Now, we're going to be traveling through this month and, and fasting and praying together. I do ask and request that you think about how God wants to you to give up something in order that you might focus your attention more upon Him and that He can work in your life through that. For me personally, I usually take two, one or two items or three items that happens in my daily life that I want to, you know, basically say, Lord, I do usually go and have that uh, special type of mocha coffee or, or, or sweet tea or a Coca-Cola. I find something that I normally would do, normally have in my life and I take it out of my life for a time and season. Every time I try to reach for it or think about it, I think about the Lord. It helps me refocus my mind more often upon the living Lord in my own life. And so as we're working through this time of fasting and praying together, we're going to be using a book and be coming in this week. It's called Returning to Holiness. And basically, it helps us as a group think about issues in our life as a spiritual checkup. And so I'm excited about that because God wants us to look at our hearts, make sure that we're aligning our lives with Him, or that we must be the most effective people for the kingdom of God the rest of our time as we walk on this earth. And so it's a great time for us to re-reflect -re upon the Lord. Now, I want to say, as you're praying through things this, this year, and especially this month, pray about two or three specific prayers. Number one, pray, Lord, help me love you more. That should be the prayer for all of us as Christians. Lord, help me love you more. Number two, Lord, help me be more evangelistic and let me let let me individually and us corporately the church see many people come to faith this year in your kingdom based upon your power and your glory and us being witnesses to them about the truth that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and life, and no one goes to the Father but by Him. I also pray, Lord, help our church be able to be a resource to multiple places this year and be able to launch churches or partnership churches or revitalize churches uh, or maybe help a church even become part of what we're doing here as well. So we've got to pray, Lord, help guide us in those avenues because it's in our heart to make sure that we're kingdom-minded and helping God's kingdom expand. And then I guess another pray, prayer for us here personally is, Lord, help this church finish up all the renovations, uh, all the things that needs to be done, and let this be a place ready to go for the next 75 to 100 years at least, and, and let us be able to put the things in place to continue to let this church be a vibrant lighthouse to the community and the world. And I think we pray those prayers, I think, don't align ourselves with the Lord because we're praying, Lord, help us love you more. Lord, let's be about your mission, about seeing people saved and people coming to the kingdom. That includes a lot of things from people being healed, uh, being able to uh, you know, help them out, understand the truth of God's word, set them free in Christ, um, let them be able to repent of their sins and trust the Lord. That's a beautiful thing. God's commission, go you therefore and be able to reach the nations. And then the next one is basically, let, let's be part of your kingdom work, Lord. Let's be able to be a resource to the people around us and see your kingdom expand. And, and then also about this place and that God will help us be able to finish the things we need to finish here to get ready for the next 75 years to 100 years here. And hopefully they'll expand, Lord, if Lord Terry's is coming, expand beyond that as well. Let me remind you that we do have a challenge here the, the ping pong ball challenge is basically a way for us to be able to keep each other accountable and, and also praise, 
praise uh, the fact that we are sharing Jesus with the people and, and to give the Lord praise for every time we see ping pong balls dropped in the, into that uh, little display out front of our sanctuary, that we know that we are sharing our faith and that God's been gracious to us and allowed us to be able to share our faith and it's a way that we can celebrate what the Lord's doing. We can pray for those that are actually names that are dropped into that display and pray for them as we walk by it. It's a way for us to be able to keep each other accountable. So we have this thing here at the church. If you share your faith with someone during the week, then you need to write on that ping pong ball that person's name. Or if the person, if you be more secret about it, write, a, write a something that would remind us who that might be. Drop it into that display. If they shared your faith with someone come to Christ, then write it on an orange ping pong ball and drop it in there so we celebrate that God's brought someone new into his kingdom. And we're able to be a part of that as, as a Christian family of faith. Now, tonight we've got a lot to pray about. There's some needs. Continue to pray for Wilma uh, Gilbert as she continues to be at home with hospice. We need to pray for her. We need to pray for the Grove family. I know that Melody would love for you to continue to pray for her. Uh, she has uh, lost a loved one this week and her grandmother. And so I know that she needs your prayers and she, her heart is uh, heavy as she's mourning the loss of someone she loves. And there's so many other people who've been struggling with so much other issues and, and things going on in their lives. Continue to pray for one another uh, as a church family. Tonight, though, I want to bring us back to this thought process. I'm going, to, I'm going to use a part of this book tonight to kind of set the stage so you might be ready to enjoy it more when you receive your copy in the next few days. But tonight, I want to bring us back to something I've been preaching on and teaching on the last few weeks to get our hearts ready for this month. It's about this idea about where, we, where do we set our uh, attention and our, our affections on? Where, where do we give our, our time and our energy towards? In Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3, If you were then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on this earth. We as believers are called to be people who are looking towards heavenly things that our driving force that drives us in our heart and minds is not things that we can obtain here on earth but how are we working for God's kingdom and is God my um, heart and is God happy with my affections is God happy with what I'm doing every day in my life am I living for eternal things or am I living for just right now temporal things we need to be living for eternal things. We need to be focused on the Lord. And so in this book, they write these words, according to Matthew 22, 37, Jesus and his work should occupy first place in our daily thoughts and affections. Jesus said we are to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. If Christ is truly your passion, your mind will be filled with thoughts of serving him. Now think about that verse, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. That encapsulates every part of your being. Every part of our being should love the Lord and desire to be with Him and living for Him on a daily basis. So here's some questions to reflect on. Do your affections and priorities often resolve or revolve around people and things more than Jesus? Are you more passionate about earthly things rather than spiritual things? Do you honestly get more excited about your work, sports, recreation than about God's kingdom? To what or to whom do you devote the majority of your thoughts and energies? Is Christ central in all your priorities? Or does he occupy only a small corner of your thoughts and plans? If many of you of your thoughts are undiscipled uh, and earth-centered, immediately confess this to God and ask him to transfer your mind. 
By God's grace, you can change your affections and thoughts. Write down specific ways you need to set your affections and thoughts on Jesus. Very good words there. Reflecting on where's our affections. If God only has about 10% of your affection right now, then you need to dive into the, who the Lord is more, uh, more focused and more, you need to dive into him in such a way and listen and learn from him and seek him. Because for Christian's life, it shouldn't be just about 10% of the time that we are focused on God, but we need to be focused on the Lord uh, all our time in our life. And there's great joy that comes when really cherishing the Lord and knowing him and feeling his goodness and his presence. Well, you're missing out if you're not really focusing your attention on the Lord. You're, you're not living all with all the glorious precious promises and all the glorious feelings of his nearness if you're not focused on him and setting your mind on eternal things not just temporal things psalms 1 2 says these words but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law doth the meditate day and night that means a person a person's delight should be on the lord's law and his instruction and god's word he should meditate on it day and night psalms 119 15 16 the psalmist says, I will meditate in these precepts and have respect unto the ways. I will delight myself in the statutes. I will never forget the word or the word of God. Based on these scriptures, it is God's will for every believer to saturate his mind with key Bible verses. Yet filling your mind with scripture does not happen by accident. You must make a daily choice to hide God's word in your heart. Now, here's some questions to reflect on, and we'll pray together. Is it your habit to seriously read and study God's Word daily? Do you meditate on key verses, or does God's Word have little place in your thoughts? Have you failed to write down key verses that speak to special needs in your life? Filling your mind with Scripture requires a constant choice. You cannot love God, yet not love His Word. In a very real sense, to neglect God's word is to neglect God. Confess your sin of failing to fill your mind with scripture. Consider using your booklet, which I'm going to give you in a few days. And also try to understand where God wants you to be and begin to devise how you want to be able to seek God every day. If you've got 10 minutes in the morning, utilize that 10 minutes before work. If you got some time, you can chisel out in the afternoon time after work, use that time. But my encouragement to you as your pastor is try to establish some type of time each and every day that you're implanting God's word in your heart so that you can be able to dwell on that that will help you set your affections and your mind towards eternal things. Let me just give you a word of advice here too. It's very good if you're trying to memorize scripture to pick scriptures that helps you with things you're dealing with right now, whatever crisis you're going through or what you're struggling with, pick scriptures that actually addresses the issues you're struggling with and begin to memorize them and put them in your heart. And what happens in life, that struggle might pass, but you might have a different struggle next time or a different thing you're concerned about. And God will keep building a repertoire of, of verses in your mind, in your heart, if you continue to learn as you go. And so don't be overwhelmed. Take one or two scriptures at a time and dwell on them. And when you're looking at God's word, you know, read through a passage of scripture, but then go back and pick two or three verses in that scripture that you really can think about that day and dwell on them. Or it might even begin to read them multiple ways. You, you, 
I preached a sermon last Sunday where I talked about you can read some scripture and then maybe put uh, draw something like if it says you know something about your heart, draw a heart there, or something about your mind, draw something that reminds you of thinking, and so that that you can memorize a scripture or. It, Act it out. Maybe hear some scripture. You maybe are very artistic and want to put hand motions or something to it to make sure you remember God's word. Or you might want to draw a picture that symbolizes what you just read. However you can store God's word in your heart, please do that. You'll be better off as a believer. Be better off as a, uh, as a person trying to navigate this world. We need God's word to help guide us. So I love you all and I hope this helps as we head for this month of prayer and fasting. Remember that we are working together to change our world for the cause of Christ. Share Jesus with people around you. Uh, seek God. Pray those specific prayers. Lord, let me love you more. Uh, Lord, let us see your kingdom work happen. People are saved and that we're sharing and we're being evangelistic. Uh, Lord, help us be able to be an influence to other churches and maybe see church planning, church uh, uh, revitalization take place in multiple places. Uh, Lord, let us... Let us see uh, you help us be able to revitalize and renovate the things we need to do here so this place to be ready for the next 75 to 100 years. The Lord wants to, Terry's coming to be part of a ministry force to this, this area and to the world. And so please do that if you don't mind. Now, let's pray together. Uh, let's pray again for the ones that I mentioned earlier and just pray that the Lord will set our hearts right for this month. Father God, we do pray that this month will be a special month that we're fasting, we're seeking you, and you're talking to us, and we're communing with you, and that we're using this little God to help us ask the tough questions to help us be able to cleanse out the things we need to cleanse out and get right with you again, or just to think about spots and blind spots. We need to make sure that we don't let Satan creep in or let the evil one creep in and make sure that be very destructive to our lives, that we'll keep ourselves focused and on guard and wearing the armor of God and be prepared for the battle in season and out of season. Father, we do pray for those that are hurting tonight. We do pray for our shut-ins. We do pray for those that are experiencing uh, death and grief as far as losing a loved one tonight or this last few weeks. Uh, dear Lord, just also uh, help those that uh, needs to be recovering from COVID and family members that are recovering from COVID for those that are concerned about their family members. For those who are traveling to, to be able to go pay their respects if those, those past people's passed away by either COVID or other means, help them as they travel. We do have a few in our family of faith doing that this week. Father, be with Eddie and Wilma Gilbert very uh, be kind and gracious to them today as Wilma's home on hospice and I talked to Eddie earlier, and I just know that uh, he needs your special touch and love. Again, uh, be with Melanie, dear Lord, as uh, she is uh, grieving the loss of her, uh, her grandmother. Father, we thank you for all things. Help us this month be able just to just to cherish knowing you more and loving spending time with you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Have a great night, and I hope to see many of you Sunday, uh, either here on campus or by live stream. God's been really great and gracious to us. And so again, thank you for joining me for this time of prayer tonight. God bless you.